as you have the nature of joy you hold to be rejoicing but you see it's not enough to have the nature you must put your nature to work now because god already promised that he's going to give it us in his world to the end of days we have no cause to be sad we have every cause to rejoice. the number one thing you must treasure is god's voice god must be able to speak to you at all times a believer must be in alignment with god a believer must be able to decode god's voice. now god doesn't just give the word sometimes he gives instructions those instructions are like strategy don't just receive the promise in your heart also receive the process i want you to type it there if you are watching online just type win that's the title of my message win 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 what that means is to be victorious what that means is to be victor and not a victim god has decorated or designed us to be a winner and this is part four of ripe fields series part four win winning privately and on the fields of others that is winning of souls winning of prosperity and productivity for the kingdom of christ is very paramount i want you to know we are not fighting against flesh and blood we have enemies there are elements that are ruling over those souls there are elements elements or demons that makes a soul sad keep them depressed wanting them to commit suicide there are enemies that are evils that want people to live in abject poverty so when you are going out to win so you should know that you are in combat against the kingdom of darkness don't forget the winning of soul is translation of the kingdom of a soul from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light the kingdom of jesus christ for a devil to give up a soul is a fight it's a fight and it's a serious fight and it's a fight of faith jesus came and gave them a fight and he won bible says because he lives he was not dead he did not remain dead he is alive forever because i live you will live also says the scripture so he falls he won he collected the keys of hades he won battle he came back he said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me matthew 28 verse 18 he said all authority or every authority in heaven and on the earth has been given unto me he said go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father of the son and on the holy spirit teaching them to observe all things that have commanded you and lo i am with you always even to the end of the earth to the end of the age amen now look at why did he start with all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me because we need to exercise authority over demonic forces we need to be in warfare against principalities and powers against rulers of darkness and wicked spirits in high places in order to release people that have been kept in bondage of sin in order to release people that have been kept in bondage of poverty and the bondage of meaningless life meaningless lifetime or meaningless living we have to rescue people that have been headbound with prostitution headbound in corruption 
head bound with sin, immoralities. We have to pray. We are not just going to preach. If we just speak, our words will not make sense. But we have to pray. We have to pray so that those kingdoms, those spirits, those demonic forces can release them. You see now? So winning souls begins with winning in the realm of the spirits. Winning souls or winning, winning contracts, winning prosperity, winning on the field of your career or your business begins with winning in the spirits. Begins with prevailing in the spirits. If you can succeed in the spirit, you can succeed in the physical. Alright? If you can win in your privacy, you can win in the public. That's why Jesus Christ says, when he asked him, teach us to pray. And then he taught them how to pray. Then he says, when you fast, or when you are praying, and you are fasting, he said, go into your privacy. That should be like in Matthew chapter 6. He said, you pray to your father in privacy, and you see, your father will now reward you in the open, in the public. But what the religious people like to do is to pray in the public and then they now get to have reward in the privacy. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that kind of reward that is so private, is, it doesn't glorify God. Because God needs to do things that people can see. Look at it in Matthew chapter 6. He said, moreover, when you fast, do not like, like the hypocrites, like the pretenders, like the religious, with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear to men to be fasting and shortly I pray, I say to you, they have their reward. Go to where he talks about in the, in the, in the privacy. There is, when he was talking about prayer, Matthew chapter 6. You should have found that before you first check. He taught them to do charitable things in the privacy. He taught them to pray. Now that's Matthew chapter 6 if you read from verse 6. From verse 6, please. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 6. Bible says, but you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have, your, you have shut your door, pray to your father. So you must, you know, have a private conversation with God concerning the souls that must be won on the field. If you want to win those souls. You must have private conversation and pray vigorously in your home, in your closet, in your privacy, if you want to manifest publicly. Look at it. He said, pray to your father who is in a secret place. You must have a secret place. You must have a place of intimacy where you fellowship with the Lord, where you sing, where you dance, where you pray in tongues, where you build on your most holy faith. You must have that secret place where it's only you and God, where God can show you things. Where God can reveal things to you. Where God can be, you know, fellowshipping with you. And be showing you. You know, Bible says, call upon me and I will answer and I will show you things that you don't know. Great and mighty things that you don't know. Jeremiah chapter 3, 33 verse 3. But look at what he's saying here. He said, your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sits in secret will reward you openly. Can you see that? When Jesus Christ wanted to bless that little fish and then 
little small fish and um, and five loaves of bread. You know, he just gave thanks. And then he blessed it. He has prayed in the secret place and he has known in the secret place that bread and fish can multiply in his hands. If you check the miracle that brought about Lazarus from dead to come alive, when he got to the tomb, in John chapter, chapter 11, if you read from verse 40, 44, all right, when he got to the tomb, he said, he who had died came out. Go to verse 43. Go to verse 43. Go to verse 40, 42. He said, and now that you always hear me, go to verse 41. He said, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. That means he has prayed before he came. Can you see that? So he had had a secret place and a conversation concerning Lazarus in the privacy. Most of the time, why we feel frustrated in the public is because we have not done our private assignment. Before you go for an interview which is public, you should have prayed in the secret place. Before you, there are certain interviews you won't even go for because in the secret place you don't have a freedom, you don't have, you know, um, a go ahead. I've told people I am coming, I just didn't, I'm not coming again because I do not have a go ahead in my spirit. Don't forget, before Lazarus died, he was sick and they told him, and it, it, it wasn't time, he said it was dark. He said, Now is the day. That means it's now the time that miracle can take place. So it's, it's, it's in a figurative sense, he's telling us that, you see, if we go there around this time, they even told him there are people who want to kill you. Then the Jews are hungry and all that, they want to stone you. So, but then, when, you know, while he was waiting to have a clear signal, Lazarus died. So don't say, you know, I mean, we shouldn't think that he just deliberately waited. No, it was because there are Jews that wanted to kill him. And it looks like there was darkness all over the place. So he had to wait for the day to dawn. Meaning that he had to wait for God to give him a go-ahead and then he had a clear conviction in his spirit. Alright? Fellowship with God and a new Lazarus will be raised from the dead. So he told the disciples, let's go and wake Lazarus up for our brother is asleep. He knew he was dead. And then, you know, Thomas says, well, if he's asleep, let's go. And they said, look, Lazarus is dead. He had to open up. So when he came and Martha met him, Mary met him, the true statement they made is that the Lord, if you have been here, my brother will not have died. So all hope was gone. But Jesus had hope. And Bible says he groaned in his spirit two times. In fact, when he saw Mary crying, he also wept. He was touched by the feeling of their infirmities. So when he got there, he said they should roll away the stone. That's one human beings can do. They can roll away the stone. But it takes divinity to raise from the dead. Humanity puts the stone. They can roll away the stone. But it takes divinity to raise the dead. There are certain things you can organize around your business as humanity. But it takes the Holy Ghost to bring about resurrection of that aspect of your business that is dead. Or that aspect of your ministry. Or that aspect of your marriage. Or that aspect of your you know, career that is dead. It takes the power of the Holy Ghost. So in verse 14, 41, 
He made a statement. He said, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. He has prayed. Look at next verse. He said, and I know that you always hear me. But because of this, of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Yes? So God sent him there. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, lose him and let him go. And by chapter 12, he was already having a dinner or so with Jesus. Glory to God. You see, now so privacy matters. So in your secret place, you must win there. To win souls in the public, to win souls in the market, to influence lives in the market, in marketplaces, in your career, in your workplaces, among your friends, in your neighborhood, in your family, you have to start in your secret place. As a church, we have to start, we have to start with a congregational fast, with a congregational prayer. Are you getting what I'm saying? If a miracle is going to break out, we have to start. It has to start from among us. You know, the Holy Spirit made me realize something. He said, look, your secret place is actually the place of fellowship and intimacy. And the overflowing of the Spirit and the anointing and the blessing of God in that secret place is what goes into what becomes your ministry. The overflow, the extension of your private place should be your public place. The extension or the overflowing grace in your privacy or your intimacy should be what you experience or people experience or be at the receiving end in the public place. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that means a man can come and preach. He can be preaching from half full level of the spirit. Or he's preaching from a very little dimension of the Holy Ghost. And there are people who come and preach and minister from the fullness of the spirit. And there are people they are already overflowing. When they come, they are just giving it to you. Take it, take it, receive it, receive it. As they are speaking, the word is eating everywhere. It's actually an expression or an extension, extension, the annexation of the grace and the power that you experience in your private place. So it says that when you pray, pray in your secret place. Matthew chapter 6. He said, and your God will reward you, all right, in the public. Verse 6, Matthew chapter 6. He said, your God who sees you in the secret will reward you openly. And then people are now praying in the open, and then they are getting testimony in the secret. The testimony that they cannot share is too little. You understand? It must be something that is vivid that the people of the world can rejoice with you. Ripen fields for mature souls for Christ and opportunities for grab and productivities is public. Winning is prevailing or being victorious by faith, no matter what. First and foremost, in your private. First John 5 4 says, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, or this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And that is demonstrated in our privacy. We win privately first before we win publicly. We harvest privately first 
before we harvest publicly. We harvest privately first. We, can, we must be seeing the souls coming in from every direction into the church, glorifying God, being nurtured and growing and basking in the glory of God before we step out. And that is very clear. Jesus had to do 40 days prayer and fasting before he started his ministry. Jesus had to be praying very early in the morning before people will now come and file up in a crusade to receive healing. So he will have seen those things before he see them happening in the physical. So privately we pray vigorously and confess our faith to win over fear, timidity, evils, self, Satan, sin, demons, and all sorts so that we can build confidence and have faith in the spirit. Look at Jude chapter, Jude verse 20. Jude verse 20. You know, when we are saying that we win, you prevail in your secret place. You pray. You know, God says that pray that the Lord of harvest will send laborers. So you can see that the beginning of outreaches, ministry, is prayer. When you see revival anywhere, you can trace it to a group of people praying. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you see a believer shining, doing exploits, or a, a Christian musician, or a preacher, or a businessman, or a career woman, who is a believer, stunned believer, a non-compromising believer, shining in this evil world, you, you can trace it to a very hot prayer session somewhere. I am telling you the truth. So you see now, Jude 20 says, But you, beloved, building up yourself on, up, up on your most holy faith. I see I have the KJV old inside me. So I'm reading in KJV now. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So there are about two, three things that build believers up. The word of grace. and praying in the Holy Spirit. He edifies you. You are building confidence upon your most holy faith. You are building confidence. You are building character. You are building assurance. You are building faith there. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 19. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 19. The Bible says, They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. So that means we know that there are enemies on the earth. Bible says we, we, we do not fight with flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. He said the weapon of our warfare are not carnal. Second Corinthians chapter 10 from 3 to 5. Mighty through God pulling down strongholds. He said, but the Lord will deliver. He says, says the Lord to deliver you, for I am with you. Says the Lord to deliver you. They will fight against you, but they will not prevail against you, for I am with you. Says the Lord to deliver you. So he said, the weapon of our father not carnal, but they are mighty through God pulling down strongholds, casting down imagination, you know, subjecting every thought to the knowledge of Christ. So just paraphrased it. 3 to 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. You see that. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, it says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. So it means a believer can be weak in the Lord. It takes a praying believer to be strong in the Lord. A praying believer. Not just... In fact, you can't be a revelating believer. <laughs> you can't be a manifesting believer. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
You can't be revelating. You know what I mean by that? What I mean by that is if there's a word like that, you cannot, you know, be full of insights, direction. You cannot be a manifesting believer if you are not a praying believer. It takes a praying believer to be a manifesting believer, to be a harvesting believer. And that is, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Is that you put on the whole armor of God. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wise of the devil. Alright? For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness in this, of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Almost, they get rank. Are you getting what I'm saying? These are the people we are fighting against. We are not fighting against stepmothers. We are not fighting against co-workers. We are not fighting against bosses. We are not fighting against your neighbors. You are not fighting against your stepfather. Listen to me. Those people are under influence. There is demonic witchcraft manipulation going on everywhere. And those are the things you are fighting really against. You see now? And then if you read it down, it says, put on the whole armor of God. You say that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all to stand. Look at verse 14. Stand therefore. You must be standing. It takes a praying individual to be the standing individual. It takes a prayerful person to be a standing person. Is that having guided your ways with the truth, having put on the best plate of righteousness, yes, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and then he says, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery that of the wicked one, not some, all. He said, and take the element of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18. Now, all these things he talked about the armor, he said, this is what you do with them. Praying always. Can you see that? Praying always. With all prayer. All prayer. Look, all prayer. Whether prayer of supplication, whether prayer of praying in the spirit, whether prayer of uh, deliverance, prayer of thanksgiving, prayer of uh, binding and losing, there are all kinds of prayer that people say. Pray in the spirit with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful to this and with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So intercede for the body of Christ. Verse 19. He said, and for me too. So that means we as, as ministers of God, we also demand prayer from the household of faith. Our manifestation or our effectiveness and efficiency as ministers of the gospel is, can be directly proportional to the level of the intercession of the saints. So you must enroll. Pray for your pastors. Pray for the body of Christ. Pray for the ministers. Pray for the altars. Pray for ministries. Look at it. He said, pray for me also, that I may be given, that may be given to me, utterance may be given to me. Utterance. Speaking is different from uttering. Speaking is different from releasing words from the oven of heaven. He said, that I may open my mouth boldly. So you can be talking, you see, uh, you are not bold. Boldly. To make known the mystery of the gospel. Glory to Jesus. So you can see that. And for me also, Verse 20. It said, For which I am an ambassador in chains, that in, in it I may speak boldly as I hold to speak. There is a way we ought to speak. 
Now, if you read First Kings chapter 18, I want to read from verse 41. Hmm. There is no harvest without praying. Last Sunday, I was sharing with you that you rejoice into harvest. You also pray into harvest. Then Elijah said to him, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. You can be hearing the sound of abundance of rain and not experience it. Rain may not fall. You can be hearing harvest, 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 yet you remain in scarcity. Yet you are not moving from poverty to prosperity. Yet you are not winning souls. Yet you are not influencing a change. Yes, you are not being a blessing to somebody. Listen to me. It is one thing to hear the sound of abundance of rain. It's another thing to actually be experiencing the rainfall. Look at it. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. For the, the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. Now, there are two kinds of people. Somebody locked up the rain. The guy, they had to wait for him to appear, to come and unlock the rain. So, the ones that are the recipients, they know the act of God. The Bible says he revealed the way to Moses. The act to the children of Israel. So, that means there are some of us, we are conveyors of manifestations, of miracles, of healings. We are channels of life. Some of us are conduits. We are conveyors of blessings. We are blessed and we are a blessing. And there are some people, they don't know the way. We know the way. We fellowship with the way. We are on the way. We have the truth. We have the life. But there are some people that are the recipients in our section. The unbelievers, the poor, the poor people in the world, the people who are confused. There are two kinds of people here. So Ahab is like that. Even they can be kings. They can be in charge of companies. They still need us. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are a prophet in that company. You are an apostle in that company. So there is a group of people who are given to eating and drinking. And there is another group of people who are given to praying. Who are given to sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. They also eat. But not like the other group. They fast. We fast sometimes. Now look at it. He said, so Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Camel, that's mountain. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. That's a posture. Yes. And said to his servant, go up now. Look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Elijah wasn't going to give up. This is how you know how he locked the rain. You know, the way he locked the rain, he has prayed in the piracy. He just came in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1. Bible says, Elijah the Tishbite. And he just, he said, by the word of the Lord. He said, by my word, there will be no rain. He just locked the heaven, put the key in his pocket, and walk away. And everybody was in famine. Now he came back. So in coming back, there was now a recording that shows us how he locked up the heaven and there was no rain for three and a half years. Because while he was unlocking it, we now have the understanding of how he locked it. Are you getting what I'm saying? In the book of James chapter 5, he was now, he recorded it as he's a man of like passion like we have. He prayed that there should not be rain 
And then there was no rain. And he prayed that there should be rain and there was rain. So he prayed before he came to the public to lock the heaven. So now look at this. He said, go up now. And said to his servant, go up now. Look towards the sea. So he went up and looked. And said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Verse 45, 44. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariots and go down before the rain stops you. Now, ah, so much to say here, but listen to this. I got to know that Ahab cannot check for that cloud and see it. Ahab does not even have that inclination and spirit. So that group of people don't expect them to see things for you. You that you are praying, it must also be somebody who is also like a co-laborer, who is also spiritual, that can one way or the other confirm things that you are praying in your privacy to you. You hear the sound of the abundance of rain, but the rain will not fall. The rain will not even form, let alone falling. So you have to pray until there is a formation of it. A small cloud like the hand of man. And then you have to pray until that rain starts falling. Look at what it says. Then it came to pass that the seventh time he saw, he said, prepare, he now told Ahab with boldness, prepare your chariots and go down before the rain stops you. Next verse, verse 45. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black. In the meantime, so not immediately. The sky just started changing. Became black with clouds and wind. And there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. You see. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he guided up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. You know the Holy Spirit, the first time I read this place, the Holy Spirit told me that the rain should have, you know, I was thinking in the Holy Spirit meditating on this place, that the rain probably might have beaten Ahab. Because the power that took Elijah, made him outrun the horse of Ahab, was tied to the falling of the rain. Don't forget that when Elijah locked the heaven, God prepared a brook. So that scarcity and famine did not affect Elijah. God, when the brook finished, dried, he sent him to a woman of, a widow of Zarephath, if you remember. So Elijah was taken care of during that famine as a result of heaven being locked. So when heaven was to be unlocked and rain will fall, the rain will not have beaten Elijah. So the ones who eat and drink cannot assess the power to be able to meet that timing. But they can enjoy what the rain has brought. I want to let you know that as a spiritual entity when you pray, you are the first partaker of the consequences of that prayer. And then the power strengthens you and the grace also moves you, alright, to have a safety when the consequences of your prayer is on the, ramp, on, the, on the rampage. So win. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, say win. If you are watching online, say win. According to Luke 18 verse 1, I want to round up now. Bible says men hold to pray and not to lose earth. So you have these two options. It's either you are praying 
Or you are what? Fainting. And I've told you praying is winning. It's either you are winning or you are fainting. Bible says, if you faint in the days of adversity, your strength is small. It means that in the place of prayer, we have strength. It says that I pray that you'll be strengthened in your inner man. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16. It said that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. That you be strengthened in your inner man. That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. That you be rooted and grounded in love. You see now. So prayer brings about the strengthening. I will show you this. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 28 to 31. Fainting can mean toiling. Your business, you are toiling in your businesses. You are toiling in your marriage. You are toiling in your career. You are toiling. You know, you are... Hitting from hands to mouth, living from, there's a way they say it, living hands to mouth. You are planting little and then you are sowing much and reaping little. You are sowing like elephants and reaping like ants. You know, there are things like that. You must know that it's time for you to win in your privacy. Pray. Isaiah 40 verse 28 said, Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. I mean, this is prophetic, and it's happening. And the young men shall utterly fall. And now, there is hope, because the Bible says, the righteous man falls seven times, he rises again. He said, but those who wait on the Lord, shall renew their strength. Even if they fall, they can wait in that falling state. And God will renew their strength, they will pick up. If they wait before they fall, they will not fall. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Can you see that? So those who wait on the Lord in prayer, in their privacy, with retreats, with God's word, and then they pray fervently. For us to see harvest and seize it, we have God to pray. For us to see harvest and seize it, we have God to what? To pray. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17, that you will be filled with the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you know the hope of his calling, the riches of his glory, and then the mighty, the great mighty power that he wrought in Christ and known and known like that. In Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 16, like I read, you are grounded in the love of God, having been you know, that Christ dwells in your heart by faith, you grant in the love of God, you are grounded and rooted in the love of God, then you are able to comprehend with all the saints the width, the length, the breadth, the depth, and then to know the love of Christ which, pass, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Can you see that? Look at verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. My friend, there is power that works in us. The power of the Holy Ghost. We steer it when we pray. We are not intimidated. We are full of boldness. We are full of confidence. You say, am I, am I going to preach to that fellow? You will preach because the power of God works in you. Bible says, steer up the gift of God which is in you. How do you steer it? By praying in the Holy Ghost. By praying in the Holy Ghost. You are confused on the matter. How do you know the reality? How do you know the truth about the matter? By praying in the Holy Ghost. Are you getting what I'm saying? You don't know which one to choose. You have different choices. You pray in the Holy Ghost. You see? Bible says, stir up or fan to flame the gift of God which is in you. 
Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. He said, for you have not been given the spirit of timidity, but that of power, love, and sound mind. Glory to Jesus. We have not been given the spirit of fear, the spirit of timidity. When you pray, you become bold. When you pray, you win. When you win, you win in the public. You gather harvest. You gather opportunity. You seize it. You do exploits. You influence lives. You bless souls. You become prosperous. You harvest souls. You win souls. Glory to Jesus. But it has to start from the privacy. So I challenge you today, every day, pray in the Holy Ghost, one hour. Have a revelation for it. I don't just say it. Jesus spoke to his disciples when he was about to be, you know, uh, betrayed and crucified. He was praying in the, that Gethsemane, that wilderness. And the Bible says he came out to see the disciples. And then they were filled with sleep. They were, they were asleep, so seriously asleep. They were so weak. He said, can't you pray with me for an hour? So I've been hearing people talking about an hour, an hour. That's where I got my own revelation from. Can't you pray with me at this time? At least for an hour. I can be praying for hours, but you should be able to pray at least for an hour. And he was talking to people that were not filled with the Holy Ghost. You are filled with the Holy Ghost, you can't pray for an hour. So I challenge you today. Start. Cobra Dada. Jagadigode. Worship. Play songs that can steer you. Pray in the spirit. Pray for the church. Pray for your pastor. Pray for me. Pray for all the center pastors. Pray for leaders. Pray for stewards. Pray for members. Pray for first-timers that they should be retained. Pray for the church. Pray for the body of Christ. Pray for Nigeria. Pray for China. Pray for Asia. Pray for that souls be saved. Be concerned about what Christ is concerned about. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is your meat. That is your food. And it's more important than all your desires, all your ambitions. And that is is a priority. To us, it's a priority. I'm sure you are blessed. Glory to Jesus. We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's word and impartation of God's spirit by Pastor Tokwe Awofisayo, brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact 080-3585-8047 or send a mail to admin at communioncc.org. You can also download more messages for free at www.communioncc.org. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny in Jesus' name. Amen.